Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We've got a great show for you today. Lauren Palmer, who is the owner at Bloomsbury Farms, is our guest today. And she talks about her new camp, her school, all the fun things you can do on the farm, and said some things straight for me. I was I was wrong. I was wrong with some some ideas and some misconceptions that I may have had. So she was just, it was, we had so much fun talking and uh, I hope that you enjoy listening to this. She sells to a ton of restaurants and is just an amazing human being. Cannot wait for you to hear this. But first I want to say congratulations to Michael Hanna, Chef Michael Hanna from St. Vito's Focacheria. Uh, They are going to be posting up at uh, Haythorn on Charlotte Pike with a good friend, John Stevenson. And um, they're going to be posting, I believe, on Sundays and Mondays, maybe. There's two days they'll be doing pizzas out of there. But it's really just going to be a, a pop-up for the next little while. So Google him. Check him out. Go to uh, stvitosfocasria.com. Find out the latest information uh, when you're hearing this. I also want to say um, we want to so – we're talking about black-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. Bolton's Spicy Chicken. Bolton's Hot Chicken. Um Bolton Matthews, guy's been doing it forever. He's one of the people that does hot chicken, in my opinion, the right way. One of the places I've done it. They're all they're all good, but he was one of the OGs out there. It's right on Main Street. I believe it's 624 Main Street is your address. Go check out Bolton's Hot Chicken. More news. Uh, we have a new podcast. New podcast, if you remember when Jessica Benefield was on the show, we talked about... Talk and Shift. Talk and Shift is the new podcast. The first episode is going to be Sunday, July the 11th. Here's how it works. You go to our Facebook uh, group. We have a new group. It's called Talking Shift. You don't even have to ask permission. You just jump in and join. And from there, I will be posting the link to how to get on the episode. It's going to be Sunday, July the 11th from 9 to 11. We are going to be live on Facebook. That's where you're going to be able to see it, watch it, listen to it. I will put it out the next day as an actual podcast if you're not able to be on it live Sunday night. But if you have a good story, a good restaurant story, something we really want to tell stories about crazy guests you've had, just crazy scenarios, anything whatsoever, uh, I will be the host of this podcast, but I will have co-hosts. And this particular episode on July 11th, I'll be co-hosted by Jessica Benefield and her husband, Trey. And I've got one more uh, co-host that I'm waiting on a couple of replies, but I'm, I'm, I want to get uh, some of you guys are going to love talking to. So go to Facebook, join the Talking Shift group. And if you're on Instagram, I have a new um, Instagram handle at Talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N underscore shift underscore podcast. Talkin Shift podcast. So that is your update on what's happening with me and what's happening out there in the world. I want to tell you a little bit about Sharpier's Bakery. We're not going to be doing it on brand today, but they're celebrating 35 years right now. And they've been selling fresh baked bread to Nashville restaurants for 35 years. 
I know. It's incredible. Some people out there are going, Sharpies, who, who are they? They are the bread company that you need to be using. Go check them out at sharpies.com. And uh, they, they're doing over 120 different types of bread. If you have a custom bread that you would like them to do for you, just give them a call or go go check them out on the internet. Go check them out and uh, give them a call at 615-356-0872. Go to sharpies.com. I believe they have an Instagram at Bakery. Definitely get a hold of them if you would like to have fresh bread delivered for about the same price as buying the frozen stuff you're getting from your uh, from your broadliner. So they're they're a hell of a deal. Love it the fact that they are sponsoring us. Good, good, good people. Another good person is Lauren. She's over at Bloomsbury Farms, and we are going to start talking to her right now. Super excited today to welcome in Lauren Palmer to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Lauren is the owner at Bloomsbury Farm. What's up, Lauren? Thanks so much, Brandon. I appreciate it. So do you do a lot of podcasts? Is this, a, is this like a first for you or you just um, do all that? I've been on a couple. Yeah. And it's always been super fun. I love interviews just in general because it makes me uh, get out of my head and kind of um, tell the story again. And I, I do love, um, you know, talking to the peoples. So this will be fun. Well, good. Well, let's. I mean, we can jump right in right there. I mean, I'm doing some research on you, and you've got the farm, you've got a school, you've got a camp. You you are a very busy person. What does a day in the life of Lauren Palmer look like? What time do you get up every day? I mean, 12 years in, I have it really, really nice. I mean, I think I set back this interview because I um, decided to go work out this morning, so that tells you it is pretty sweet right now. Um, but yeah, so it is camp mode. So Palmer gets up and we um, head to camp. Um, yeah, so let's see. We delivered to town both um, Tuesdays and Fridays. So today we call chefs. So we're ship out tomorrow. Uh, we had CSA day yesterday. I'm usually in front of the people handing people's baskets. Um, tomorrow, Friday, is Farm Friday. And it's a total... Um, vibe and hang out and people come to shop around and get a feel for the farm so there is like definitely like a flow for things I do have it pretty sweet though I get to taste all the season's finest and um, meet all the people like so it, it's pretty sweet right now is this when because I've known you for I guess quite a while I mean from the fresh point <laughs> days and creation gardens and all of those but when you were just getting going I think you were just like selling basil yeah. I mean, you, you've made a lot of herbs that you were delivering to us and we were distributing for you. And then now you've got all this stuff. Was this all in the plan the entire time or did like this just kind of happen? Yeah, it's kind of the joy of having like a farm and like acreage to play around with. I've been able to create and recreate like so many um, different things. Um, herbs, sprouts and wheatgrass were definitely like a core part of the business that you saw. And then um, I feel like that kind of got my feet wet to help fund the outside more creative stuff. So, um, yeah, the vegetables came along. I started going to market, talking to chefs. Um, but I really think a CSA program, like guaranteed vegetables in people's hands, kind of put me on the map in a big way. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of came naturally. I love that. So... I've had, I've interviewed, I've done 174 episodes of this podcast now. 
And your name's probably been mentioned like 50 to 75 times. Yay! I mean, people tell it, I ask people all the time, who are your local farmers? Who are you using? What are you doing? And so many of them say Bloomsbury has just been an amazing farm we love to work with. So yeah. you're making an impact out there. There's lots of us lady farmers, and I, I think there's a reason for it. I think we have an eye for, um, you know, beautiful food and, like, some fun variety. And um, I think we do it well. There's a lot of us. So go lady farmer. Do you, find it more, do, do you find it more difficult being a woman farmer? Do you, like, go into restaurants, and do people treat you different because you're a woman, do you think? I remember I had somebody ask to see my hand at market. Hey, they're like, let me see your hands. I don't believe you're a farmer. And so I was like, here you go. <laughs> and he was like judging me like if I had calluses or whatever. And I, I think I stood the test. But I'm just like, yes. I mean, at market, I do get kind of glammed up. It's my social hour. So I do have fun with it. Um, and maybe there's a little like, are you sure? But I'm like, I like to keep people guessing. So yeah, have them question. <laughs> are you a part of La Dame de Scaffier? I tried to get in actually, and I didn't get this last round. But I'm gonna keep trying to uh, to be a a, um, a member. But they've been no. out here and um, are a wonderful group of um, ladies. So I want to be a part of that club. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a good word in for you with uh, D Patel. I'm gonna make that happen. Now, where are you sitting right now? Who is that behind you? <clears throat> she has been with me for many years. Uh, she's the office manager here, phone calls, um, yeah, warehouse managing. There's, there's lots of different departments now, but she, uh, entertains me here, we, you know, like, yeah. So here we are in my office and I have, like, I have this amazing window. The kids are walking by right now. I guess they're taking a, um, you know, doing some playground activities, but yeah. So I just saw her waving at the children walking by today. Yeah. is. Thursday, yeah. is camp actively happening right there in it, at your farm? It is. So up up the hill, there's a pavilion that they get dropped off at, and they um, make their way down the hill, like yelling and screaming. But um, yeah, so it's a nine to three like summer camp, and this is summer three of us doing it. And then when COVID hit last year, we rolled into like a bigger education program, which. I will tell you made the most sense and I'm was my best decision of last year. Um, so now we have like a full on like elementary school education, like forest. Yeah. So I'm wow. that. Mm -hmm. How many children do you have? I just have the one. Mm -hmm. She's seven. Seven year old girl. I have a seven year old boy. Yes. Uh, and a six year old boy. Yes. <laughs> so that is I I I'm sure it's similar things. Uh, she just loved playing out there. Does she go to the camp? Is she in the camp right now actively? That's why I made the dang thing. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, so let's just have a program and invite other kids to play. So that's exactly what's happening. And there's like 30 of them out there. Is she, does she like treat this as like, she like hosts the kids like, welcome to my house. Like this is my thing. Does she like the queen when she walks around? She kind of is the queen, but a little like, she kind of like, you know, um, you you can tell she's she's got some uh, some ego about it sometimes. Some but, wag. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, if if it was me, 
I'm just telling you, if it was me and my parents own this farm and like the camp was at my farm, I'd be like, let me show you around my kingdom. I would yes. totally be like that. Yes, yes. She's slightly humble, but let's just give it a couple years and then she'll be, yeah, walking around with, yeah, all of that, I'm sure. So let's talk, let's, let's jump into, I want to talk about the camp a little bit more, because if you're listening to this and you have children, where, where is your farm exactly located? So I kind of claim Nolensville and Smyrna. We have property in both counties, so Rutherford and Williamson County. Um, but I go to Nolensville to like, you know, go to the post office, uh, but my address is in Smyrna. So um, it's kind of a fun part of Middle Tennessee. Like I'm half an hour from the Franklin Market. I feel like I'm half an hour from Nashville. Um, so yeah, we're right there in the middle. Okay. And then it's from June and July, from nine to three, Monday through Friday, and you are packed out for this year. How does somebody get on a list to to want to send their kids there? Like, I mean, I don't know anybody like, this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just email us. We have, I made a whole new education website. So now I have, yeah. So it, there was so much traction that we kind of split off and education has its own thing. And now um, the produce side has its own thing. So um, yeah, but you can find me on the, on the web. What's the, what's your web, what's the uh, email address to email you to do this? Yeah, so directly to the camp, Katie, who's the uh, instructor, is camp at and then bloomsburyfarms.com. Um, but yeah, so I think it's bloomsburyforestschool.com is like our overarching like website. All right, so I put this on the screen right there. This camp at bloomsburyfarms.com is where you're going to email if you want to get more information. And it's what was the website to go to? Bloomsbury School. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so freaking new. Hang on. <laughs> Bloomsbury Forest School. Bloomsbury School. Emily's gonna. Um, I knew it was a good idea to have this in the office. So yeah. Bloomsburyforestschool.com. Farm school. Farm school. Eh, rewinds. Bloomsbury Farm School. Why? Wow, see, that's good. This is more memorable this way. Yeah. All right. I'm, I've got this uh, on the screen right now. So if you're listening to this, you need to go to YouTube and watch it. But bloomsburyfarmschool.com. If you want to learn more about the, uh, the school, which is basically a homeschool, but it's on the farm, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And that happens throughout the school year. Yep. Uh, classes will ramp back up in August. Yeah, kind of crazy. Now, are you full for that? Or are you still taking people for that? Full for that. Yep. 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 Awesome. Um, I had Sylvia Ganyer on the show. Ah. Do you know her? I do. I do. Are you guys friendly? Um, I don't see enough of her, but of course we're friendly. All the okay. I didn't know. You're like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, is there something there? No. I mean, I feel like this the food and like growers uh, are such a friendly bunch. Like we're all helping each other out. So I'm like, go team. So yeah, no, it's all, it's all kosher. She enlightened me. She's, she's such a firecracker. I mean, I just, I, I love her. She just says what's on her mind and she says it. And I said, I would love to help support farms 
what is the best way for me to support a farm? And I think she said CSA. That's the way to do it. But I said, so farmer's markets, is it great to go to farmer's markets? And she goes, I actually hate doing farmer's markets. She goes, they're the thing that like drives me the most crazy. Yeah. And then she outlined this, this, <laughs> if you haven't listened to Sylvia Ganyer episode, people go out and listen to it. Oh my but God. she outlines, you have to plan in advance. Then you have to go get your entire crop and you have to pick the best product because nobody wants to buy ugly vegetables, which is the way it comes out of the ground. You know, Mother Nature doesn't make perfect zucchini and squash every time or tomatoes. They have imperfections. But for farmer's markets, you go to the Franklin and it has to look perfect. And then people come by and they want to sample stuff. And then they only want to they want to pick through everything. And at the end of the day, you have all this picked through stuff that you can't sell because I only want the best stuff. And people have sampled half of it and they've touched it all. And she goes, it's a real pain in the ass. And yeah. uh, I hate doing it. And everybody's like, oh, we'll have a farmer's market. We'll help the farmers. And I'm like, just come to my farm and buy my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can you uh, concur with all of that? No, I have a, I have a different take. I feel like okay. our customers and they know that it's not always perfect. And they sometimes even pick the, the funny carrots that are all twisted up or um, stuff they've never had before. I think we excite people that it's okay to not have it all beautiful. Um, and they're, I don't know, we kind of walk them through, you know, how it comes off the farm. So I don't know. I, I love it. We kind of have our like regulars. Um, I rarely come back with like too, too much that I can't repurpose. Um, I don't know. I, I do get a kick out of it. And I, I think that that's where the education and the word of mouth like starts to happen is there. And then of course I do always point them to come see the farm and feel and touch and taste it. So yeah. it's just, it's, I, I get a kick out of it. Excellent. So that's, you know, it's one of those things I, uh, I, and I may have over exaggerated how she said it. She wasn't like, just come to the damn, she was, she was much more eloquent about it, but essentially I was, I was exaggerating her, her concept, but yeah. So you have a different take. Yeah. I like that. I do. It's, it's a little more romantic for me. And, um, you know, we barter with other customers and I, you know, always walk back with like a big old loop because I've just traded a cucumber for some, mushroom broth and i don't know it's it's just super vibey and fun i love that i love that that's so so cool so COVID 19 um in march of last year everything closed down how was that for you on the farm like what is, how did that affect you what was your life like let's yeah. go over that so yeah it was uh oh my gosh we have a mountain of tomatoes and just crop in general like strawberries were the first like big crop that i was like how are we gonna move this um but everything went retail like i didn't hardly have to waste anything it was insane we opened the farm up for one extra day of like retail sales to come here because friday was so incredibly full we like thinned it out so we had two days um i mean so it was, it was just kind of some hustle on social media and website to get some of that produce sold in kind of a different way. They were ordering like ahead of time and picking up on the farm or different locations. Uh, but a fun thing that we did with the tomatoes was make a Bloody Mary mix. So oh, nice. none of it really went to waste. We found avenues for it and thankfully was at a higher price and not to a wholesaler who was then 
trying to get a cut off it. So it mostly went whole uh, retail. Well, that's um, fantastic. Yeah, CSA sold out. And I think people also felt safe coming here to shop as opposed to going to the grocery store. So um, I think we gained a lot of traction that way. And then kids could run around and it felt safe for people to, to be outside in that kind of way. Um, yeah, and then of course the school, but yeah, it was definitely like a whole new hustle. And now I'm like, do I even go back wholesale? Do I even, you know, want to start knocking on chef doors again? It's like, we have it pretty sweet now. CSA numbers are great. And yeah, we sell on the farm and at market. So we can kind of pick and choose now as opposed to just being like, you know, in hustle mode, trying to move some stuff, you know, maybe, maybe not. So just for if you if you are not familiar and you're listening to this and you hear us say the acronym CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. Yep. Is that right? Yep. So what the gist is is you pay a price and it's a it's a it's a subscription. Yep. You so you commit to X amount of is it weekly or monthly? We have essentially four options, two different sizes, and you can do every week or every other week. Um yeah, so it is like summer is 24 weeks. It's like it's a hefty um, commitment, but we are, you know, flexible and, um, you know, can make accommodations. But yeah, so then we have two mini seasons of spring and a fall um, that are eight weeks. But yeah, that's uh, that's it's a, you know, the gist of it is that it's seed money so that we know that this product is going to be sold. So you're kind of just putting money in my bank. So we can do our work outside and then you're going to get food later. So every week you basically take a, a, a box and you fill it with produce that you're growing on the farm every week. And yeah. then you, uh, there's a meeting place that you meet at and then people come and pick it up or they come straight to the farm. They pick up this box of um, produce every single week. And that's, and it's, they don't get to pick and choose. It's just kind of, this is what we're growing right now and go home and make something with it. Yeah, exactly. We toss out a recipe or two and like a tip how to um, reserve it or chop it up or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think people get, it either works for people or it doesn't. People get excited or they get overwhelmed by, you know, I've never used a fennel. I have no idea what to do with it. But um, for the most part, I think people are jazzed and like are getting edible flowers for the first time and um, some really cool stuff that the kids have never seen. So um yeah, I enjoy it. So talking farming, you said you're able to pivot and sell retail. I assume you're talking about like Kroger or Whole Foods type stuff? Yeah, like, like Gardens and Fresh Point. Yes, Whole Foods. Um, yeah, all of those like, yeah, big buyers. Okay, so are you, let's talk about like GAP certification. Are you GAP certified? I am, yes. So that's something I don't think people realize that there is a ton of paperwork that you guys have to do on a regular basis to stay certified to sell to places that sell to the public. Absolutely. So GAP is Good Agriculture Program. And we literally have four different agencies that come in here and audit us throughout the year. But GAP is something we voluntarily do. Um, it's kind of to ensure food safety and like trackability of it. Mm -hmm. So we track it when it comes, like seed comes to the farm, we water test it before it goes out. And then we make sure our transportation is also 
very clean and up to standards. So we're tracking, you know, driver law, like make sure the temp on the truck is okay. Um, and which is, a, which is a really big deal. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, we get temp gunned at like most, uh, district or most like locations actually. So if it's out of range, then they send you, they send you home. <laughs> it's a, it's a real deal. When I was at uh, fresh point, you know this you you the truck would come on the dock and there's a temp tail inside the truck and they'd plug this thing in and you would be able to see yeah. how the temperature was i mean if the guy was driving through you know tempe arizona and his refrigerating unit went out for two hours yeah. you'd see this huge spike yeah. and it would go away and produce if it stays if it gets above 55 degrees for x amount of time the it it shocks the fruit or vegetables and it doesn't last as long and it dies and it's a right. whole thing so it's yep. important to really do all of that stuff yep absolutely and I, yeah i think it does set us apart and when we did the csa i think having that extra audit that certified organic that gap was made people feel extra comfortable with like me providing food for their entire family so yeah so you are certified organic I am. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, but that that's like to say that, like, what does that mean? If, if you're able to say I'm certified organic, what do you have to do to be certified organic? Hey guys, we all know staffing is tough right now. And as a small business, it's hard to bring on staff if you can't offer insurance. This is where complete health partners comes in for a fraction of the price of major medical. Offer your staff teledoctor and local urgent care facilities at no cost to them. X-rays, stitches, drug tests, common cold and flu tests, and now they even have a mobile vaccine unit. They're actually looking for businesses to partner with to offer the vaccine at your location. So check them out at completehealthpartners.com or visit them at www.nashvillerestaurantradio.com. Click the Sponsors tab and click on the Complete Health Partners. Or if you want to learn more, email them at completecare at completehealthpartners.com. You have a lot on your plate right now. But with Spot On, you're no longer on your own. Work with their team and use a browser-based web portal to set up front-of-the-house policies, monitor operations, and staffing assignments with Complete Customer Analytics all with a local dedicated representative that's with 24-7 support. POS system, third-party delivery integration, they kind of have everything you need. So build the system that works best for you by contacting Steve Coulson at 615-480-6282 or go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com and click the Sponsor tab. Click on the Spot On tab for a special offer just for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners. When talking about what chefs want, really the question is, how do they do it? No fees, no fuel charges, no surcharges, never. This allows you to order as much or as little as you need, as often as you need. Seven day delivery, access products every day, trimming your waste, increasing your valuable shelf life and allowing you fresher product, 24 seven customer support, call, Text, chat, email, anytime from anywhere. Uh, they take a team approach to serving you at 800-600-8510 or whatchefswant.com. They have a very they have very diverse product lines, so their chefs have access to 
thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh products daily. This type of flexibility helps chefs with the ability to offer and test new menu items with ease. They have hundreds of trucks on the road every day to reach their vast market. Their focus is tight urban areas where groups of restaurants and chefs are located. Additionally, they have trucks from coast to coast bringing products to farms and artisans across the globe. You can order through your phone app or online. They truly are what chefs want. Check them out at whatchefswant.com. But that, that's like to say that, like, what does that mean? If, if you're able to say, I'm certified organic, what do you have to do to be certified organic? We have to, everything that comes in the farm has to be organic as well. Um, like the wood we're using for the tomato steaks can't be treated wood. We have to have a crop rotation plan. We have to have um, the compost has to be tempt and turned every so often. There's a whole log for that. Um, yeah, I mean, and then our well water has to be tested too. So it's all about just documenting everything that you do um, to prove you're doing the right thing. So yeah i mean i think that there's this i don't know what the people's perception of farmers is that they're just out there in the fields all day pulling stuff but it's i think that's the time that you probably get to people probably think that's the back-breaking work of it but that's probably the time that you love the most yeah because your head is in like yeah i'm just packing this order order and i'm not thinking about a crop rotation plan and 500 members I have to plan for next season and so yeah there is a fair amount of like office tedious planning work too um that has to be done how much of your time as a percentage do you think is spent actually like farming versus like leading the farm like doing all of the other stuff I'm a leader right now if I want to go harvest tomatoes or strawberries I can do that but I'm not in the field as much um yeah, I mean, we have a whole harvest crew that is like, that is their job is to maintain the fields, get product to the warehouse for the warehouse to then process the ship out the door. So, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in here a lot of the times or showing the farm to different people and talking to the chefs and stuff. That's awesome. So can you name drop some of the restaurants that are purchasing your product? So if somebody out there wants to buy a, certified they want to know that you're getting certified organic product that is gap certified and comes from a local farmer and they want to support you where could they go yeah. um Capford, bastion um optimist orders uh hawthorne is that how you say that hawthorne or hawthorne hawthorne um, their customer um john and evan Robbie monkey gets our sprouts i still love them yeah I mean, the turnip truck, produce place, Whole Foods, obviously. And then, um, who else? Oh, Josephine, they're doing a dinner with us. Lou. Um, yeah, there's tons of fun people. We we get in all that mix. That Those are all amazing. A lot of those people have been on this show talking about how amazing you are. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. So what do you see for your future? Like, what is what is next for you? We're coming out of the pandemic. Obviously, you've got the school and the camp. Those things will continue. Um, what, what, what's next on your list? What do you want to conquer next? 
So I bought, uh, and Margot is another one, Marche, they went out of business. So I bought the uh, stove that was there at Marche, like uh, right when it was closed down, they did like an auction and I got it. Um, I want to preserve this stuff on my own instead of shipping all my tomatoes um, to someone else to process and then get a cut in the, the whole thing. I think we could have a canned item, a jam, a jelly, some pickles. Um, I think we could do that ourselves. Uh, ah. so I want a certified kitchen here on the farm. And I think that just goes in line with uh, keeping it all in-house and preserving it. Um, yeah, I could totally see that. We're starting a dinner series, too. This is dinner number two. It's happening, actually, this weekend. Um, I don't know that chef curated being, I just wanted more people on the farm. So whatever that is, whether you're staying, um, on the farm at our Airbnb or here for dinner, like I, I want you to continue that, that stay. Um, you have an Airbnb on the farm. Tell me about this. I do have one Airbnb. It only is a one, one bedroom. Uh, but I also have a friend keeping some trailers on one part of the farm called Pomelo Grove. She's got five little trailers that, um, or they're glamping and there's like a little fire pit in it. They're all decked out super cute. Mm. Um, so yeah, completing that, like, I mean, I could tell you stories about people getting <sighs> their kids to camp, staying at the farm, buying the CSA, um, that whole cycle of like, I don't know. I, I love however you get plugged into the farm. I just, I love it. So thinking of more ways to, to, uh, to provide. So, yeah. I, I keep seeing children fly past your head. Yes. Are they zip lining behind you? There's a, like a small zip line and they get a kick out of it. Yes. It's right in front of the, the window there. <laughs> I'm like sitting here and I see just kids going. Zoom, zoom. I'm like, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's part of the camp too, a zip lining. Little little amusement park. <laughs> I love that. So you have you have really like created like a farm world there where you can come. Now do you do you have the ability to pick your own vegetables? Like if I want to come and pick my own strawberries, can I do that? Brandon, if you wanted to come out and pick a vegetable, heck yes. <laughs> um, we did we did a first pick your own of strawberries and that was fun. And I think I want to tease the audience and maybe do like a tomato pick your own. And then maybe we could have some fun drinking music out in the field while we're picking tomatoes. I don't know. So I feel like it's super endless on like how we can create and connect. So, um, yeah. It just kind of sounds like you have this, this farm and you have all these things and you just want to create good memories and good feeling people coming in and just experiencing this whole thing, almost to get away from, I'm surprised you even have Wi-Fi there. Like if you like just to get away from tablets and video games and like come out on a farm and see what it's like. I love in your um in your description of the 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 camp where you say, be ready to come pick your kids up like covered in mud. Like they're we're gonna play in the dirt all day. Get pick them up, they're gonna be dirty. That's what you're gonna get. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. I, there's like a hundred parents right now listening to this that are gonna go. I would love to get my kid away from Minecraft or away from, you know, whatever game Fortnite and like get out there and do that. Is that well, what you're experiencing? Yeah, 
they're going and the parents want to be a part of the camp too that's the funny part they're like they're so jealous of dropping their kid off and they get to play in the dirt and you know find a frog and a bug and like so i think we're gonna do like a little adult version of camp too so that's Ooh. Mm -hmm. a little like yeah adult camp so yeah i want people to yeah just kind of step away and I, the kids will go home and plant tomatoes and i have moms like texting me like their first cucumber and they're just super excited and if i can like have that little effect on people i'm like my heart is like full so so i'm sure you've already thought of this but my brain because i'm an entrepreneur and i know you are too um i'm thinking right now i'm like wow when are you going to start growing the vineyards you know, because it's a perfect place to put vineyards in and start doing your own wine. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Um, if somebody would manage it for me. So, like, we, I've had pigs and sheep out here and, like, some livestock. I've, I'm a very much like a yes person. If somebody had the desire and the knowledge to do it, I'm like, yeah, I've got a perfect spot for you. Um, I just don't know anything about that world. I think it could be fun. I just, I'm like, yeah, you, you've got a, a budding um, wine um, grower person. Yeah, I'm all about it. What about like a distillery? You could put like a like a barn and make like your uh, own whiskey. I mean, you could grow corn and. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like come at me with some ideas. And I'm like, let's do it. All right, there you go, guys. If you're out there, if you are a budding winemaker and, uh, Enneologist, and you want to grow grapes and do the yeah. whole thing. Lauren Palmer is your girl. She's got a spot for you to come do it. That's right. I love if somebody listening to this was like, that's what I want to do. And they contact you. And because of this podcast, you start a winery. Yeah. And then you'll get a cut off of it. So no, I just, I, I just want to come visit sometime. I want to, I, I live in, um, I have an acre. I have one acre, but I have woods in my backyard and I have like a trail through the woods and I spend so much time in the backyard with my kids building fires and chopping down trees and like, you know, cleaning brush up and just kind of doing all those things in the backyard with them. My son has a little hatchet. Uh, I mean, he wanted his own ax and I said, you have to earn it. And the key went out and like showed me the safety stuff. We got him his own hatchet and he's chopped down trees and like they totally get into it. And it's a, there's a moment when you see like their eyes, like when he chopped down his first tree and he was like, the whole thing came down. His eyes were huge. And he was just like this level of accomplishment. And like, I did that. It's, I don't know. It's a pretty special thing. Yeah. I like that. That's super great. I don't think I could, we had, we've always had raised bed gardens. We can't do it here. Cause I have so many deer in the backyard. They just, That's I'd have to fence the whole thing in. And we essentially have the same thing. There's like, like a majority of our growing spaces have like seven foot fence and then another layer of like barbed wire because I wouldn't be in business if I didn't have it. They think of myself. Yeah. Wow. So you, um, you run this farm with your husband. Is your husband active in it as well? So it's funny you say that I am really engaged. Um, so hmm. I've been a mom for the past like six years. Um, but I now have a new love, and we're getting married in the next couple months. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. This is why we catch up with people, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So, who is this man? 
His name is Nathan Brown. <laughs> um, so the fun part is he this is his brother and I've known his family and him for years. And I've just been like, oh, Nathan's the younger brother. Like, no, no, no. But um, I took him up on a uh, climbing date two years ago. And uh, here we are. We're going to start a new life together. <laughs> wow. So when did, how long have you, I have so many questions. Yeah. When did you guys get engaged? Um, like literally two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just got engaged. Congratulations. I know. I know. So uh, it feels How did he like, propose? Uh, we went to Maine and we went hiking on a Cadillac mountain and he proposed on top of the little mountain. <laughs> That's my boy. Good job. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So he is perfect. Palmer and him have the best little relationship and he, we lovingly call him Nate, Nate. And uh, he's the best darn thing ever. So yeah. That is amazing. Where are you getting married? Um, so this is like the topic, the date and the place and all the things I am like tempted just to go to the courthouse. Um, so it might be something similar to that. And then we'll like have a big dinner for the family, but I have a, I have a party every Friday on the farm, like essentially because we're just all hanging out, uh, drinking beer and eating veggies. So I feel like I'm celebrated all the time. And uh, I think I want to keep this one like small and like close. So we'll do something sweet, but um, maybe here, maybe away. I don't know. We'll keep it kind of chill though. I think I have an idea for you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you afterwards on this one. because I think I might have a cool idea uh, that I need somebody to do. It's made to do a wedding and it's going to be beautiful, but I need, I need one wedding to be done at this space. And then I can, I just need to take pictures of it so that I can do more weddings there. But I think, I think I got a space for you and I'll hook you up. Okay. Okay. Be special. You'd be like, no, dude, we're going to do it here. But like, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, congratulations. That's so awesome. I know. It's great. Thanks. Supersource is the answer to your dish machine and chemical needs in your restaurant. They've got zero minimums and zero contracts. So they have to earn your business every single week. Zero minimums. Zero. They're not going to make you sign a five-year contract, even if you lease the dish machine from them. It's amazing. Jason Ellis is a hard-working man, and he is here to help save you money, increase the cleanliness of your dishes, and provide the best service in Nashville. So check him out. Go to our website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Click the Sponsors tab. Find the link for Supersource, and if you sign up there, you will get three free months of dish machine rentals right now. You can also check them out at supersource.com or you can call Jason Ellis directly at 770-337-1143. Okay, so here's the thing. It's impossible to find a linen company who you can trust, who you like, who uh, you'd recommend. And if you're at a restaurant right now and you're looking for that company, you're unhappy with who you're currently using, and you want to start sourcing out, but you're waiting for recommendations, right now is your lucky day. Cytex is a third-generation, family-owned and operated linen, mats, and uniform company. They really are the good guys in the linen business. They're transparent with their pricing, they have incredible quality, and their service is second to none. Check them out at Cytex-Corp.com or give Ross Chandler a call at 270 
823-2468. Okay, so um, anything I'm missing? You know, what are we, as far as farm life, everything's going on? Um, as a mom, what yeah. are you guys into? Like, catch me up on the personal life uh, besides the husband stuff. What do you do? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We did get to travel to Maine, so that was nice. That was like um, an outing. I don't know. It feels like the what I'm kind of working on here is the teams, but like tightening up all the teams. I think that's where we're able to kind of give everybody raises and vacations and all that. We've been hustling for 12 years now, and I, I think we're on the verge of like really tightening all of our, our systems and documenting and having some proof um, that this thing is working or that thing is working. So I'm excited to kind of be able to create again, maybe a canning program here, but it's got to make sense. And I think we're not blindly going into things anymore, which has been lots of fun, but there's been, you know, some fails along the way, but I'm so lucky to have a team that is like kind of reining me in or giving me directions um, on like what makes sense for the farm. So I'm excited. There is a new chapter that's about to happen. We did just, you know, I have a logo for the first time and um, I think there's more awareness of the farm. So I'm kind of um, ready to show it off and like have it really tight and performing well. So um, yeah, that that's what's next. That's so cool. Um, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite. We actually have movie night tomorrow along with Farm Friday. It's a uh, Princess Bride that's showing. Yes. A huge movie buff, though. Um, my favorite movie? I don't know. I'm into, like, watching, like, nature programs, like, all these documentaries, like, uh, about farming and, um, like, sea life. I don't know. I'm kind of into, like, the Nat Geo stuff, too. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm watching a lot of kid, kid shows, though. So, I gotta, gotta compete. What do you listen to uh, when you're driving to Franklin in your car? So right now I'm listening to City of Girls, uh, the audiobook. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, so I try to zone out uh, while, you know, I'm on the road a little bit. But I, yeah. <laughs> what do you do in your free time for fun? Like, how do you unwind? I mean, I freaking live on paradise. Um, we've been <laughs> been jumping in the lake here recently. Mom and dad have like a little body of water that's in front of their house. So mom and dad live on the farm too. Um, and so, yeah, there was three purchases to the, like the mass piece of land that we're on now. And they're so lucky to have a little lake. And um, Palmer's learning to swim and stuff. And we're um, jumping off the dock and getting... Um, yeah, it feels really good. So we're doing a lot of that after camp. And what else are we doing? I do like to go to dinner. I mean, I, I love, I feel like I'm royalty when I get to go sit down and they're like bringing me all the stuff. And so I do like to get treated and go to restaurants in town. So what's the last place you ate that was that just fantastic? I know you, I know it's a, it's the worst question to ask anybody who works with sure. a bunch of restaurants. That's why I said recently, because you, yeah. You know, where I mean, brunch at Lou, like just bow down. So I don't know. That was we Mother's Day. I think we did that, or yeah, not till, maybe it was my mom's birthday, but we did that. Yeah, she's amazing over there. 
I really want to get Malia on the show. It reminds me, like, I need to call her, like, today. I'm going to try and make that happen. She's opening up, like, a place in Paris or something, right? She's, from everything I hear, she's just, like, amazing. And I, I've never eaten a Lou. I've never been there yet because if two kids and, you know, four jobs, you know how it is. It's just hard to, to get out and go to East Nashville to eat yeah. when you live far away from there. All right, so we've covered the family, what you do in your free time, what you're listening to, what your favorite shows are, farm school, farm camp, life on the farm during COVID, your CSAs. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we've nailed it all. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So thanks so much. I mean, I, feel, I got to be a judge at the 12 South Farmers Market Peach Fest. Nice. Um, that is where it's at. So I'm like, I've never been on a panel of like judging stuff. So I feel like in with this podcast, I'm like star status. So thanks for making me have all the feels. You are a rock star. So I will tell you every episode I finish off and I have our guest take us out. Almost like a Jerry's final thought kind of a thing where you get to just say whatever you want to for as long as you want to to the people of Nashville. I absolutely put everybody on the spot. That's why when I said, do you listen? You're like, um, well, uh, and I was like, oh, she doesn't know about the final thought. I'm going to throw this on her at the very end. It's going to be awesome. So you get to take us out. Whatever you want to say to the people of Nashville, the restaurant community, I'm going to make you go full screen uh, and it's all on you now. Whatever oh, you want to do. There it is. Um, so, Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Lauren at Bloomsbury Farm, and it's it's just been a, a pleasure me getting to answer some questions and talk to you guys. Um, I just have to say hashtag Grow Together, right? That's my that's my deal, and uh, appreciate it. And thanks for being along for the ride. And um, there's lots more to see. Thank you all. I love it. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today. You are an absolute joy. I feel like. I feel like I'm a better person for talking to you today. Well, I've had a permanent smile on my face, so um, I'm ready to go for the day. Good. Yeah. Well, have a wonderful day, and um, I can't wait to come out to the farm and check it out. Yay! Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Big thank you to Lauren from Bloomsbury Farm for joining us on Nashville Restaurant Radio today and spending her valuable time talking about all the cool things she's got going on. If you're a restaurant and you'd like to buy produce from her, I think that she sells directly to Fresh Point and what chefs want, but you can I think you can get it directly from her. So check it out at bloomsburyfarms.com or she has an Instagram handle at Bloomsbury Farm. She is, uh, what a fun interview. Hope that you guys are staying safe out there. Sorry this episode came out a little bit late. Love you guys. Bye.